about the law that was given. Brother Blackie was teaching Sunday school this morning, and uh, the lesson got all over the sermon, so if you were in Sunday school, you get to hear a repeat a little bit, but, uh, but the law that was given by the, by the apostle, by, by the Moses and, and God and the Old Testament prophets and how, how God worked and how God moved. Uh, he begins to talk about how the law was not, it's not done away with. We still have the law. The law still has a purpose. The law still holds true. And uh, we do not follow the law completely. But last week we talked about what the law did. The law has a, still has a ministry. It still reveals things. It reveals to us sin. What reveals to us right and wrong? What reveals to us? And that is the law. It is what teaches us that murder is wrong. It is what teaches us that covetousness is wrong. It is what teaches us those things. And we see here in Romans chapter number 7, and <clears throat> the verses we taught about last week, or we preached about last week, is a ministry of the law, and uh, how that sin reveals, or law reveals sin. Then the law kills. And, uh, and then also we see the law also shows to us the sinfulness of sin. You say, why are you talking about the law again? Because Paul begins to give us some instruction here. And he is going to tell us the inability of the law. What the law can't do. What the law can't do. So he begins verse number 6 through verse number 13. What the law can do. But then he's going to go through some instruction on what the law cannot do. Because the law cannot do some things. There are some things that the law cannot do. Romans chapter number 7 and verse number 14. So if you have your Bibles, if you will stand with me if you can, and we'll read in verse number 14 what the law can do, the, the law can't do. The inability of the law. Verse number 14 he says, for we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For that which I do, now Paul is going to explain, I'm going to, I'm going to read these next couple of verses, explain it to you, and then we'll go continue to read. Verse number 15. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that do I. For if... If I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that is good. Now, then it is no more. I do that I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. So stop for just a moment. Verses 15, 16, 17, he basically is telling us he does a bunch of stuff he doesn't want to do. And he, does, and he doesn't want to do those things, but it's that old flesh, that old nature that lives inside of him that works to do those wrong things. So he's just trying to explain, I, I want to do good, but I don't always do good because there's something inside of me 
that does bad. And that's my flesh. That's the sin. All right, so let's continue to read in verse number um, 18. For I know that in me, watch, this is you, this is same true to you, for that in me that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. For the good that I would do not, but the evil which I would not, would not that I do. And again, he is over, in, he's iterating again, hey, I want to do good, but I don't always do the good that I ought to do because there's that flesh in verse number 18, there's that flesh that is in me that is not good. Yeah. It's not good. And if you're a born-again believer, you have the same flesh inside of you, Amen. and that flesh is no good. Verse 21, I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me, for I delight in the law of God after the inward man. But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord, so then with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. I'll give you three simple thoughts of what the law can't do, what the law cannot do for us. Lord, I love you, and I thank you for everyone that's here this morning. I thank you for their faithfulness. I pray that you'd bless them. I pray that you will help me to convey the thoughts that you want me to convey. Lord, work in my heart. We love you, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, and thank you. You may be seated. Now, again, I, I want to try to explain to you all that is going on here in these texts, but ultimately, Paul is trying to explain to us, again, the previous verses, what the law did do, and now he wants to explain to us what the law cannot do what the law cannot do. So number one, in verse number 14, he tells us, he says, for we know that the law is spiritual. So we know that the law is good, and we talked about that last week, but the law cannot save. You say the law cannot save, that's right. Verse number 14, he says, but I am carnal, sold under sin. So we understand this, that the law cannot save. You say, how do you know that the law cannot save? Because if you, if you know and read and, and understand, when Jesus Christ came to die on the cross, he came to fulfill the law so that you and I could have salvation, not through the law, but through Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus Christ came so that we could have salvation through him. Jesus is the one that said in John chapter 14 and verse number 6, he said, I am the way, I am the truth and the life, and no man cometh to the Father but by me. So the law is good. The law is spiritual. The law will reveal to us our sin, but the law cannot and will not save you. You can live your life by the letter of the law and never make a mistake and never do anything wrong that you think of, but ultimately that law will not save you. And today we have people 
that want to live their life by the law or by a bunch of rules and think that those rules and regulations and the convictions and the standards and those things that they have in their life will take them to heaven. But it's just like the law. It cannot save you. The law cannot save me. And again, verse number 14, we know the law is spiritual. We under, Is the law spiritual? Yes, it is spiritual. Is the law good? Yes, it is good. But there is a man. But the Bible says in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, But God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Why did he die for me? Because of my sin. Do you know who did not die for me? The law did not die for me. Do you know who did not rise? Do you know who did not go in the grave for me? The law did not do that for me. Do you know who did not rise from the dead? The law did not do that for me. Look, the reason I live, the life that I live, is not for the law. It's for the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you see here in this text in Romans chapter number 7 and in verse, uh, verse number 25, he says, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord, so then with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. So he's, he is saying, hey, I'm going to serve God, but I'm going to serve God. I'm going to serve the law of God. I'm going to serve God with all, I, with all I've got. And as a Christian, we ought to serve God, not because of the rules and, the, and all. I've had people tell me, well, you Christians are... <coughs> you're just about you all you do is just follow a bunch of rules all you do is follow a bunch of rules look this is a guidebook and it does have rules in it it does have things in it that we ought to follow but look i don't have to live by the law because of grace that took place two over two thousand years ago when christ died on the cross for my sin and he he conquered death, and he conquered hell, and he conquered the law. So I don't have to live by the law in my life. I can look at this law and allow it to guide me, give me morals, give me understanding, give me where I go. It reveals to me my sin, but I don't live by the law. I live by the guy that lives inside of me. And who's that? That's Jesus Christ, the Holy Ghost of God that lives inside of me. And so the law will never, it doesn't, the law will never seal you until the day of redemption. The law is not going to pay for your way to heaven. The only way that you can get to heaven is Jesus Christ. Amen. The law has an inability. It cannot save anybody. And all those that have gone on before, all those that believed and worshipped God, and at the time period that they were in, and they had the law, that law did not save them. And following the law did not save them. If you go back and look in Romans chapter number 4, verse chapter number 5, it proves to us that Abraham was not saved because he followed the law. He was saved because he had faith in God. And so every Old Testament saint that ever lived was not saved because of the law. They were saved because of their faith in Jesus Christ. And it doesn't change today. It doesn't change when you follow all the rules you want to but it's not going to take you to heaven. Amen. Jesus Christ only can save. The inability of the law, the law is incapable of saving you. Number one, the law is incapable or is unable to save you, unable to save you. Number two, 
it, the inability of the law has the inability to have power over sin. Look in verse 20, 15. Verse 15, he says, For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would do, for what I would, that do I not. Now again, he goes over and over these verses, 15, 16, 17, verse 18. He says that there's nothing that dwells within me that's good. And verse number 19, he says, I want to do good, but I can't do good because of what is in me. And you say, what does this have to do with the law? This law cannot help you overcome sin or have power over sin. There is no law, there is no rule that makes it. If you make a law, it's, it, and it just, if you make a law, it doesn't mean that all, all, all wrong is going to stop. If we make it illegal to do something, it's not going to stop crime. Crime will continue. They will find a way to do the crime, whether you make it legal or whether you make it illegal. And just because we have a law doesn't mean that we can, it's going to stop us from doing wrong. Because I don't care who you are, I don't care where you're at, you're going to wake up and you're going to do wrong. You are. You say, me? Absolutely. Me too. Because we're sinners. And in us, as Paul says, in us dwelleth no good thing. The law cannot help you have power over sin. Has it ever, has, has the speed limit sign ever stopped you from speeding? Huh? That speed limit sign, look, that speed limit sign is not a suggestion. It's the law. And you say, well, yeah, and, and you're like me. Well, I can go about five over and they're not going to stop me. Well, look, am I technically, am I breaking the law if I break that speed limit? Technically, I am. And so, look, this law has no power to help you overcome your sin. The law cannot do it because you look at that sin, you're, you look at what it says, and you're like, eh, all right, well, just go on. Yes, the law is there to instruct us. It's to reveal to us our sin. It's to show us how sinful we really are, but that sin will not help you overcome your sin, or that law is not going to help you overcome your sin. The Bible says greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Paul is the one that said in Philippians chapter 4, in verse number 13, he said, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. You go back to this text. In this text, does Paul say that he can't do good because everything, because in him dwells nothing good? But isn't he the one that said, I can do all things through Christ? So understand, in me, do you know what I want to do? Bad. Do you know who inside, do you know what inside of me doesn't want to do good? And so when I have a chance, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to do bad. I'm going to sin because inside of me dwelleth no good thing. When we understand who we are in Christ, well, it'll help us. Because it doesn't matter whether you are a churchgoer or you are not a churchgoer, you have sin. Well, my sin's not as bad as theirs. Stop comparing yourself to them. Compare yourself to God. 
God has no sin, no wrong. He's always righteous. You say, well, then look, if the law can't help me, then who can? If the law can't help me overcome my sin, if the law can't help me uh, uh, have power over sin, then who can? That's the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Why is it that the Lord Jesus Christ is the one that can help you o- overcome sin? The reason he can help you overcome sin is because he conquered sin. You say, what do you mean he conquered sin? How does that take place? Because as the Bible prophesied in, in, uh, in, in, the, in the book of Genesis where the heel of the man would crush the head of the serpent, prophecy being fulfilled when Christ took the, when Christ took the cross and he crushed the head of the serpent, he overcame sin, he overcame Satan, And he conquered that. And so you and I, we shouldn't dwell in our sin. And we shouldn't sit back and say, I can't overcome my sin. No, we ought to look inside and say, God's the one that can give me the strength. And he's the only one. The laws are not going to help me overcome my sin. There's not enough good in me to overcome my sin. But inside of me dwells the Holy Spirit of God. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And all that is of the world is the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. That's what's in the world. And Christ is greater than all of that. And he lives in you. And he can give you power. That God is faithful, that He will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able. But with that temptation, He will make a way to escape. And that escape is Jesus Christ. And hey, look, I don't know what sin it is you deal with. Some of you may be gossip. Some of you may may uh, tell bear. Some of you may do things that you don't even want to tell the preacher. I don't know what you do, but your sin is no different than anybody else's. And for you to overcome that sin, you have to go to God to overcome it. Ain't no, no 12-step program going to help you overcome your sin. Uh, those steps are, might be good, and they might be efficient, and they might work sometimes. But ultimately, it's the power of the Lord Jesus Christ that will help you overcome your sin. And it won't be the law. Because the law has an inability. The law. our comfort. He is our guide. He is our, he is our, oh, he helps us overcome the world. Overcome sin. Verse 20, now if I do that I would not, it is no more that I do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I don't sin, but it's that flesh inside of me that does. I don't want to sin, no more than you want to sin. Of course, there are people that sin on purpose and like, whoo man, I got away with it this time. Let's see what I can't get away with next time. I understand that. 
there are people that sin on purpose. But no one just sets out their life and says, man, I'm going to be the biggest, baddest sinner I can be. We all strive to do good, but he helps us to overcome it. The battle, the battle that we face is an inward battle. Is an inward battle. Look at verse number 22. He says, right, light in the law of God after the inward man. Do you know how you're going to win? Winning the battle inside. Winning the battle against your the, the inside man. And when you got saved, there was something that got saved inside of you, and that was your new nature you got. But still inside of you lives that flesh, and they are going to war, is what the Bible says. And we read about that. Warring. So, not only does the law, the inability of the law to save, the inability of the law to have power over sin, and lastly, number three, the inability of the law... To deliver me. The inability of the law to deliver me. Look in verse number 24. Or verse number 23. He says, but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind, bringing me into what? Captivity. Of the, to the law of sin, which is in my members. So he becomes a captive to his sin. Sin. Is a ca- sin will make you captive. Sin will cause you to be a, a prisoner of that sin. But the Bible says, O oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me? Who's going to deliver me from the captivity of my sin? Who's going to bring me out of my sin? Who's going to bring me out of the prison that I'm in? Who's going to bring me out of it? Who's going to deliver me? Verse 25, I thank God through Jesus Christ. The law will not deliver you. It'll never deliver you, but Jesus Christ said, I think the story of Lazarus who has been dead some four days and he was in the ground and Jesus came to the tomb and he, I don't have enough, I'm not going to go through the whole story here, but Jesus comes to the tomb and he says, Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus got up out of that ground who had been dead and he raised up and he, and he stepped out of that ground and he stepped in front of Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ set him free from being prisoner of death. Understand that. And then Jesus makes a statement. He said, loose him and let him go. What did that mean? That means that he had to be delivered. He had to have the his grave clothes taken off of him because he needed to be delivered. Jesus Christ is the only one who could have stood at that grave and said, loose him and let him go. May I say to you, the only one that can deliver you, bring you out of your sin and let you be not be held in captivity of your sin anymore is the Lord Jesus Christ. It's the only one that will deliver you. It's the only one that can stand there and say, loose him and let him go. You and I both. You and I both have experienced sin. And if you've overcome or you've conquered some sin in your life, you didn't do it by yourself. 
Jesus Christ helped you. But I'm going to tell you, the inability, the law, cannot save you. The law can't help you overcome sin, and the law cannot deliver you. Only God can. And Paul, the reason he's talking about this is because he's trying to get one Jew. We talked about that in Sunday school. That they're still hanging on to that. They're still hanging on to that law that will never save them. That law that will never deliver them. That law that will never help them overcome sin. It'll never do it. And Paul is trying to tell them that law will never do it. Christian, I'm here to tell you if there's something that's holding you captive. So, hey, look, I want, I, I, there was a time I was a prisoner to my sin, but Jesus Christ set me free. What does he say? The truth shall make you free and make you free indeed. And how does that free happen? It's because he unlocks the chains and he lets you out of your cage, your, your, your prison of sin. Sin will hold you captive and hold you back and stop you from doing right. Sin will. You've got to get that sin out and get it out now. Jesus, or, or John said, 1 John, he said, if, 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 it's a big if, if we confess our sin, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Who does that? God. And they no man will do that for you. There is no man I can come to and ask for forgiveness of sin. Who will give it to me? It won't take that. You say, why? Because God's the only one that came to the cross and died on the cross and rose from the dead and paid for my sin. So he is the only one that can grant forgiveness. He's the only one that can deliver me. He's the only one that can help me overcome my sin and stop being a captive to my sin. And he's the only one that can help you stop being captive to your sin. Each and every one of us, if we really think about it, either know somebody or we are captive to a sin. He's got a strap. We can't go anywhere. And sin will do that. God, I thank you for today. I thank you for allowing us.